Hey there, I'm Tracy Rigdon, and this is the Contrast Project Lounge Podcast. In this podcast, each episode is a journey through captivating interviews, engaging dialogues, and personal anecdotes that explore the depths of arts, culture, politics, and everything in between. My goal? To leave you inspired, informed, and entertained. Often random, but always relevant, always real, and practically nothing is off limits. So whether you're an art aficionado, a political junkie, or simply someone seeking a fresh perspective, this podcast is for you. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome back to the program, kids. I have with me today pelvic floor physical therapist and sex counselor, Dr. Sarah Sohn. Sarah, how are you doing? I am doing great. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for welcoming on to your awesome podcast. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you're a very interesting character. I tell you, I, I've been following you, uh, you know, on, on social media. You're a pretty interesting person. And I, I just, it just, it just struck me as this is something, you know, I don't know if you know it or not, but I am, I'm a retired ICU nurse. So uh, the, this, the whole, you know, physical therapy aspect of what you do is no stranger to me. However, when I mentioned mm-hmm. that you were going to be on the program, people said, well, I had to Google that. <laughs> so e- explain, explain <laughs> to our listeners what Dr. Sarasone does as a pelvic floor physical therapist. Well, thank you for, you know, acknowledging the, how uncomfortable, you know, sometimes I take for granted how often I talk about really private things, right? So like pelvic health and sexual wellness and, and, and forget that some people have never heard those words and what that might feel like. So uh, a pelvic floor physical therapist has a doctor in physical therapy. So the muscles of the body, and then we specialize in the private muscles of the body, right? So, or the uh, genital area. So those are muscles just like anywhere else. And we help people with things like if they're peeing their pants, so leaking urine when they laugh, cough, sneeze, jump on the way to the bathroom. We help people with pain down there. So like pain with ejaculation or pain with insertion with sex. We help people with um, any type of change over our lifetime, whether it be pre-pregnancy, post-pregnancy. I help all genders as we, you know, age and have surgeries, those type of things with any physical Mm -hmm. aspect of that area of the body. But I always say that people aren't just tissues, right? So I also went to school for sex counseling to be able to not just help people with the physical aspects, but a whole person uh, to feel safe in their body and uh, enjoy intimacy if that's important to them. Right, right. Well, it, it, I, I would, I would think, I would hope that it's important to everybody. <laughs> you know, uh, now share with our our listeners and viewers here on the podcast uh, your journey. Uh, from from being a physical therapist to becoming a sex counselor and and what inspired that transition it's interesting because you know from the youngest age i could remember i've always been a curious person and that person that loved to talk about taboo topics even when i was in preschool my 
teacher called home laughing because I had taken one of my mom's medical textbooks. She's an OBGYN and I had brought it to show and tell. And I was showing the whole class like the cervix and the uterus. <laughs> and they, uh, so at a very young age, I had curiosity of like leading in this space, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, different, different kind of person. And now as I got older, I, <sighs> You know, people just always felt comfortable with me. It was just where I excelled to be able to help them with really intimate things. And so mm -hmm. when I went to school for pelvic floor physical therapy, it's interesting. You can become a leading specialist, right? Like you can be a pelvic floor physical therapist that that is a specialist in pelvic pain disorders, or you can be an OBGYN like my mother who specializes in pelvic pain or something like that and still mm -hmm. have never had formal education on sexual wellness, which is why bridging that gap and helping people to lead in that space, it, it was a need that I wanted to fill uh, and feel really passionate about. So, you know, I think the thing that usually fuels us is anger. I was angry. I wanted to be able to help my clients with the things that they needed most and myself, right? I was angry that, that I didn't understand certain things about my body, about my own sexual wellness, and it's kind of catalyst for change in those areas. And, and it's fun too. <laughs> it's fun work. And it's fun. And it's fun too, right? <laughs> well, you know, uh, just like you were, <laughs> you know, uh, explaining uh, the uh, issues that can arise um, in the pelvic floor and, you know, with the, uh, uh, say, for instance, you know, postpartum and, and that kind of thing, it really is uh, a crucial aspect of, you know, a person's overall well-being. Yeah, and it's life-changing. If you, you know, like I said, I do see all genders. So if you're somebody that is having, you know, doesn't feel confident about their body because maybe you're leaking urine a little bit or maybe, you know, mm -hmm. things just have changed over time and intimacy doesn't feel like it did before and things are, are hurting or just not uh, uh, working the way that we want them to or whatever. It's, <laughs> it sometimes can feel very lonely. Like there's nowhere that you can be open about these concerns and talk about them. And so it's a very rewarding career being able to hold that vulnerable space for people and truly help them change their lives when, when they can, it's not just be intimate. You can, you can do all the things in your life without problems um, and feel, you know, feel better with that area of your body. It can feel very mm -hmm. liberating. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can only imagine. Uh, and, and you really, you touched on a couple of things, you know, already, but what are some of the common issues uh, related to pelvic floor dysfunction that, you know, uh, individuals may not be aware of? I think sometimes people aren't aware that these are muscles like anywhere else in our body, but in an inconvenient place. And so... <laughs> that there's solutions just like anywhere else in our body, right? If we had surgery on our shoulder, we would probably have some rehabilitation for it. If our shoulder was hurting, there would be rehabilitation for it. If our shoulder felt mm -hmm. like it was uh, falling, it, there would be rehabilitation for it. So similar to other yeah. parts of the body, those are some of the complaints people will complain of. They'll say things feeling like I can't make it to the bathroom in time. I'm having to like keep a, a thing next to my bed or I'm leaking urine. I'm having to change uh, 
pads or something like that, or uh, things are hurting during intimacy or things feel heavy down there or it hurts on my tailbone every time I sit or I'm running to the bathroom and I can't um, make it in time. So there's, so, you know, I'm worried that I'm going to poop myself. Right. So I really help people with pee, poop and sex. (laughs) Nobody talks (laughs) about pee, poop, sex and genitals more than I do. That should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Now, now your role, your role as a sex counselor, you know, it complements, you know, naturally the the work as a physical therapist. Uh, how do these two areas of expertise, you know, intersect, and how do they? We touched on some of that already, but but really, overall, if if you're talking about, you know, pelvic floor, you know, uh, dysfunction and 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 therapy in that area. And then you, uh, you know, it, you intersect the intersection of, of sex counseling mm-hmm. with that. Uh, uh, how, mm-hmm. how, how do these things, and I think there's clear answers for that, but how do these, you know, these two together, you know, benefit your clients? Great question. So I am very lucky where I started my own practice and I have a lot of time with my clients. So for anyone in close to where I live, you know, in the Jacksonville, Florida area, I have my own practice called Confident Pelvic Rehab. And I see people between one and two hours for over a period of time. So we work on feeling safe in your body with a lot of the physical aspects, but also Mm talking about, you know, healing is a journey where pleasure can be involved throughout every aspect. So how do we start to talk to our, our partner about sexuality? How do we start to form our own erotic map? How do we start to understand and like, let go of some of maybe the shame we're carrying those kind of things and then, Mm -hmm. um, helping them to explore. So that's, that's a big part of what I do with my one-on-one clients, but I also see a need to, because my practice is so unique, a lot of other health providers and other leaders in this space started to reach out to me to ask how I do that work. And so I created a online education platform for health providers and coaches that want to lead in sexual wellness. And they learn about a lot of these different things in a very, um, in a way where they feel comfortable to have a beginner's mind, you know, an MD, a ICU nurse, a coach, all these people have something so important to give and collaborate with and can collaborate with each other and really grow together to be able to help all of our clients around the world. It's really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you were talking about, you know, uh, having discussions uh, with your partner about, you know, health, uh-huh. you know, uh, about a healthy sex life with your partner. Uh, what are, and, and, and sometimes that is, I mean, it, when people talk about intimacy, the uh, hard discussions sometimes that a, a couples, you know, go to couples therapy for, uh, because they're not having those, uh, you know, tough discussions or, you know, those kinds of things. And so, you know, in, in, in your practice, uh, on that aspect mm-hmm. of it, what are some of the challenges that you may have heard or encountered or that you know about uh, where couples, you know, may need to, you know, have those discussions uh, where 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 uh, one of your clients, say, for instance, uh, a woman is coming to you for uh, pelvic floor dysfunction 
and uh, is mm-hmm. is experiencing is experiencing difficulties with sex, whether it be pain or you know that kind of thing, and 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 is trying to, you know, come to grips, or or the realization of you know the actual physical, you know, dysfunction, and and the part where she has to uh, discuss that with her partner. Yeah. So. You know, I work in conjunction with with therapists, so I I love um, that work because therapists really do help people with mental health disorders and to help people to really mm-hmm. um, work through trauma and shame. And and when you're talking about sex, a lot of times there is um, it can be in conjunction with trauma and shame that needs to be um, something to be supported with. However, what I find when someone's having a physical concern is that there's often, and not always, but often this feeling of, I need to be fixed, and then I'll have this great sex life with my partner. I need to be fixed, and then I'll have a great sex life with my partner. And what I like to invite early on is a conversation around bodies change over time. Your body is changing. At one point, your partner's body is going to change too. And having letting them into that vulnerable conversation of what can intimacy look like right now? I'm not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything wrong, but how do we support each other throughout all the stages of this healing process? And then I can do that for you one day when your body changes too. It's Mm -hmm. an invitation that nobody's body has to be fixed. It's just, there's, um, pleasure and intimacy can be part of the healing process. Not something that comes after when one person mm. is in quote, you can't see me if you're listening to the podcast, but in quote fixed. So it's more of an invitation <laughs> yeah. of collaboration than anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that, that brings up the, uh, the topic that I'm actually going to have several guests on during the upcoming months about body positivity, uh, body dysmorphia, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, it, it, as part of the aging process, like you said, you know, our bodies change and, and, uh, you know, folks, uh, sometimes are still having issues with that, uh, with the, the skin that they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a hot topic for me personally, because I share publicly that, you know, I've personally lost a hundred pounds three times, meaning I've lost it. I've gained it back. I've lost it, that kind of thing. And so having lived in many different sized bodies, learning and seeing how society treats different sized body, nobody, especially if you're a woman, I would say, but, but all genders is, is it's not like you're one size and then magically you're not put into harm by some of the messaging around bodies, right? Like throughout every size that I've been, I have felt uh, harmed by messaging around bodies. And so feeling safe and at home in your body is a huge component of the work that I do and something I feel passionate about because for a long time, I didn't feel at home in my body. And that's true. Even if you want certain aspects of it to change, I look at it like, I love the concept of body neutrality. I don't know if you've heard of that over body positivity, yes, yes. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. how do we create, yeah. right? Like how do we create this neutrality of this is my body, this is my home. And even if I want certain aspects of it to change, it's not occupying so much mind space. It's not taking up so much 
part of my identity, of my value in this world. It's just one part, one aspect of me. And I try to look at the sexual wellness healing journey like that as well, because oftentimes those things come up and they affect intimacy of, you know, mm-hmm. I might not like this certain aspect of my body or this, but how do I still have the duality of pleasure and not let it take up mind space where I'm not present in the moment? Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 something that uh, and that there's been quite a quite a movement in the last oh decade, I'd say, or, or or even more. I actually did a podcast on body positivity, neutrality, dysmorphia. Uh, uh, season three i believe it was and uh i've i've met a lot of people yeah i met a lot of people uh who uh you know are very much involved in the movement of body positivity like i said i've got i'm interviewing um ebony williams this next week Mm. on this on that on that topic and she uh is someone in the community who has gone through uh some uh some some trauma and and she admits all of it uh so she wouldn't mind me talking about it here uh, uh she uh has gone through childbirth and experienced a lot of stretch marks from childbirth and uh has has just you know over time and and she's she's now pushing i think she's coming up on her 50th birthday something like that and she runs a she runs uh she does fashion shows uh and runway shows uh with models who experience the same thing and she sells lingerie uh to to plus size women or or women you know they there's a whole group of them that get together and they talk about you know hey this is me i'm comfortable in my skin i've heard it's actually a funny coincidence because i've actually been in conversation with her and um Mm -hmm. some of the participants in her program have really raved about it so that's actually how we got connected was the participant one of the participants was saying how it was really helping her because it's so yep. much of that is embodiment, right? It's not just talking about it in theory. Like I always say, mm-hmm. our job, if you lead in this space, whether it be pelvic health, sexual wellness, or or healthcare in general, is mm-hmm. not, it's not just to provide information, but it's really to provide where someone can integrate that into their life and transform their life. And so something like like that program is such a great example of like being able to embody a more confident mm-hmm. person, right? Being able to embody a person that, that it just exists in their body the way it is right now. Um, right. And it celebrate and allows that celebration. It's really beautiful. Uh, it is, it is. And, and she's a, she's a delightful person and in person. We, <laughs> we had first met. Yeah. We, we, we had first met a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and it was actually on a runway. Uh, it, I, my friend, Michael Armano, he makes suits. He, he's a tailor and, uh, he he had a fashion show down at James Weldon Johnson Park a couple of years ago uh, on the same night as Art Walk and and we all gathered at the Folio mm-hmm. offices and that kind of thing and he talked me into going on the runway with all of them and Ebony was one of them. <laughs> so, How cool! So we had a good, what fun! I, I know. I know, I know, I know. You know, I was talking to Jim last night, Alabiso, and and he said, you know, well, it comes a point, you know, when when we start aging out. You know, I asked him about, you know, going back on camera and that kind of. Yeah, I asked him about going back on camera again and doing some stuff with the podcast here, and and he's going to be on the show this week. 
but uh, he was like, you know, when you when you start aging out like us, and I'm I'm like, uh, I'm not aging out, brother. No, I would say that's part of body neutrality is saying that there is no age out. Like visibility, I could be visible at any age. So that is making a change. I love that. Do you know how I know Jim, by the way? Open water. Yeah, we swim with sharks together. Yeah, I always, I, I've always, I always liked it. You know, when when he would go out swimming, he all he's always posting these pictures of the river or the ocean or what have you when he's doing open water. And, and he's always he's always talked about to the sea, to the sea. I love that. Mm. Yeah, I like that show <laughs> he created with that. But you know, I think there's a metaphor yeah. here with swimming with sharks. You know, it's like you're talking about really taboo things. You. You and I are not doing something so different, right? We're both talking about really taboo things and showing that, you yeah. know what, it's not so dangerous. It's not as scary and as dangerous as it looks, you know? So like when I swim in the ocean, people will say, well, oh my goodness, you're, you're going to get eaten by a shark and you're swimming out really far and you're going at dawn and all of these things. <laughs> and same thing when I talk about sex online, they're like, that is terrifying. You're talking about your ide sexual identity. You're talking about yourself. You're talking about, you know, sex, just even the word pleasure. It's like I'm swimming with sharks in their mind. So we're <laughs> not so different in the work that we do of showing yep. people that, 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 Honestly, once you start swimming, it feels good. It's liberating. It's liberating to be mm -hmm. yourself and to talk about these taboo things that we all struggle with. Yeah. It's not so scary. Yeah. It doesn't end up being a shark. It actually ends up being a beautiful sunrise. <laughs> and it feels amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a real strong swimmer, although I was born and raised in Florida. I'm not a strong swimmer, but I know what a rip current looks like. You're like, I'm not afraid of the sharks. I'm afraid of myself and my own abilities to swim against this current and not freak out. I, I know, I know. You know, and, it, you know, I, I, I actually did a podcast about the rip currents and all the people that, you know, unfortunately succumb to them. And, and it seems it's like more often than not, it's people that aren't from around here. Uh, a lot of us that were born and mm. raised around the seashore know what to look for. And for the most part, uh, you know, I say for the most part that the, the, you know, people that go out in the ocean know how to swim. The, the ones that don't know how to swim, they need to, they need to stay out of the water. It's horrible, but yeah, I, you know. it's funny. I'm, um, I'm, uh. A creative in general like I love theater I love poems even mm -hmm. right behind me I have an entire stack of like poem books like before I'll go on a <laughs> podcast like this I sometimes read one and so there's so much every as you're talking there's so much metaphor and like poetry I'm like I need to write a little poem book that's just about sexual wellness and um, the ocean because there's just so many metaphors here as you're talking that I'm hearing in my mind <laughs> that I'm loving uh, and and you, and you know what that that's that's a good that's a good topic for your next book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's see, I'm Tracy. I'll, I'll put you in the acknowledgments of my my get wet with Sarah book. <laughs> that, you know, you know, like they say, ideas ideas are a gift. Ideas come to you. It's what you do with them mm -hmm. that that 
you know, shows, shows your success. So, uh, you know, ideas come to people. It's like a gift. You wake up, you know, a lot of writers will tell you, you know, they wake up in the middle of the night and something hit them and they got to jot it down, you know, mm-hmm. well, that's, that's how all yeah. great ideas, great ideas just come to you. And then it's what you do with it that matters. And that's, yeah. And then, you know, I look at that even with the work that I do. So I try not to be, you know, sometimes if you've ever been to a pelvic floor physical therapist or anything, there's like a prescription of like, here's the things that you need to do in order to get better. Do this three days a week and you'll get better. And I right. really try to look at everything that I do with people because the reality is that people are busy. I'm usually seeing people with one job, two jobs, kids, like just a, a whole life. And, and, uh, I, I look at everything that I do in this world as a gift and some gifts that I might recommend to somebody are savored and they're like, Ooh, I can't wait to open this every day. Some gifts are like, I'm going to re-gift that. <laughs> That's not for me, but I think it's for this person. And some gifts you're just going to, I'm not going to open that one. I'm not in the mood for that one today. And that's fine. So anything, even <laughs> listening to this yeah. podcast you know, there's going to be some things that we share that you might look at as a gift of like, you know, that really resonated with me and I want to keep it. And then you might be like, there's a lot of gifts there that just were not for me. And that's, that's okay. That's how I look at a lot of the work that I do anyway. Well, here, here's one that might not be for you. I, I, I'm notorious. I'm notorious for, for telling people to go walk barefoot in their yard. I, I live on a big piece of property and every single morning when I have my coffee, I actually go walk in the yard barefoot. I, I, I do it almost every morning. And I go out there and I've got like 14 feral cats on the property. They follow me around the yard mm. and I'm out there in my bare feet. And then and then I, 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 I actually I post every year during naked gardening day. Everybody's like, I started getting notes from people. They're like, are you going naked gardening again today? You know, I completely understand that sentiment. There's a reason, even when I go swimming, we're talking about the ocean. Every time I put on a bathing suit, I'm slightly pissed off at society that I have to put on clothes to go for a swim because there's just some things I feel like that I just rather, I mean, I wear one. If you see me at the ocean, I will be in a bathing suit. But like the, uh, there's some things in life I feel like gardening and swimming. I just, why? Why are we, uh. Why are we putting on clothes? So the idea of being barefoot and I'm imagining in my mind that I'm just going to be like, you know, feeding the turtles. This sounds amazing. (laughs) Well, you know, there's been research on that whole grounding thing, going barefoot in the grass. There's, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a right. You get grounded and um, the vitamin D on your face while you're drinking your coffee and connected with the earth. Um, and yep. plus, you said you were you were grew up here in Florida. I feel like that's how you know when yep. someone's from Florida. They're usually barefoot and um, maybe in flip yep. flops if you're lucky. I am barefoot even, and or in even sh- the professional shoes of a Floridian. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, since we're from the waist up here on camera, trust me, I'm barefoot and I got my shorts on. Barefoot too, and I got shorts on too. So there we are. <laughs> It's a, that's how you know we're Floridians with open minds. That's, that's right. That's right. Now, uh, listen. On uh, moving on from confident pelvic rehab, let's talk about better sex by Sarah. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, I, I know we, co- I I know we covered a lot confident. Yeah, I know we covered a lot of that already, but there, it's it's actually two different things, correct? Two different businesses. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so one, you know, Confident Pelvic Rehab, I help people one-on-one with Confident mm-hmm. Pelvic Rehab. And it's also where I do my one-on-one sex counseling. And then Better Sex by Sarah was created to make change in this space. It's for health providers and coaches and people that really want to cultivate change in the space. I have a, a six month program where we meet and it's just a lot of fun. I take people through, like I said, it's not just information. It's a really transformative process where I can help create some of the change that I wish existed um, in the health, health and wellness communities. And it's just a lot of fun. I get to have conversations like this on my Monday afternoon, you know? <laughs> so I'm very thankful. Um, yeah, we have yeah. a. If you are listening and you you're a health provider or coach and you have wanted to get, to kind of delve into some of these things, I do have a Facebook group called Better Sex by Sarah, and it's been a wonderful journey. Very good. And and you know uh, when I when I uh, when I uh, uh, publish this episode both on YouTube and on the website and on the all the streaming platforms. Uh, in in the description and in the blog post, I'll include all your links to you know where people can find you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I have a little link tree, and honestly, I'm really at the moment like very easy to chat with. So if you find me on social media and you send me a message and you just want to connect, I most of the time will respond unless it's a rude message. <laughs> Maybe down <laughs> the line, a... um, if there's unless you get a troll, so, unless a um... unless a troll shows up. Right. Like as my audience grows and builds, I know that I might not always get to people might not always have that close of access to be able to speak with me. But at the moment, um, uh, I don't have the I don't have to go through trolls or anything like that. I've been really my profession and me have been really respected online. I'm very thankful for that. (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. I get trolled like crazy. I mean, uh, I've only it's it's funny because I, I for the longest time I didn't want to name my business Better Sex by Sarah because I was really worried that people would think Better Sex with Sarah, and I was like, that's a very different business. No, you know, I'm, there's no uh, judgment of that business, but it's not mine. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, now, uh, uh, since we're being candid, since we're being open here, I, I noticed too on the uh, Better Sex by Sarah. That Dr. Sarah Sohn also has a list of the best sex toys. I do. I, you know, I like, and what's really cool is that when you help people to bridge the gap from unwanted pain to pleasure, you realize that there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of, of toys that are inclusive for all bodies. So, Mm -hmm. so finding the toys that are, um, adaptable for many different types of bodies is one of the joys of my life Um, because people think that it's like, Oh, I'm going to buy this toy and it's just going to do this magical fix. And it's not, it's like how you're using it. It's the feeling behind it. It's the the novelty that's being created. It's the connection that's being created. It's maybe the, the scary jump and that stretch with someone that's vulnerable or even on your own. So kind of guiding that for all different types of bodies is one of the joys of my life. Um, so yeah, I do have a guide towards, uh, sex toys and it comes with a little video that walks through kind of different ones that you could 
uh, uh, look at and, and even how to think about toys differently because it's not always something that rumbles or vibrates like sometimes a um you know things around your house can be can really help to spice things up and and sure. make things more fun when when thought of in those ways so so you know sex is one of those things that's that's cool because it can create intimacy can make us live longer it could be a fun activity all of these things and um it doesn't have you don't have to go buy really expensive things which is great right Right. Right. And, and, you know, you know, that brings up that that brings to mind. I just had a a memory from when I was work. I was working in the hospital. I, 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 I for most of my time in the hospital, it was night shift from seven in the evening till seven in the morning. And uh, we, you know, late at night, we'd be sitting around at the nurse's station chatting. And for the most part, where I worked, the majority of the nurses I worked with were women. Uh, at, mm-hmm. early on now there were more men you know later on in in the trauma setting and er and that kind of thing uh but uh and the icu uh but i remember one night at uh baptist icu downtown i was in there and, and the subject came up dildos okay <laughs> and, and one of yeah, we were just chatting, you know, and and one of the one of the girls said, you know, she was just she was just cutting up, you know, just they were all laughing and cutting up. And one of one of the gals, and we were all about the same age, too. And I'm 63 now. Uh, but uh, one of the gals, she said, she says, I just can't keep enough batteries for mine. And the one of the other girls said, you need to get a gas powered one. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, one just got a pull rope on it. I appreciate it the, um, you know, I feel like the when you think of the emergency room, right, you think of just like so much, like I, just, I, I, you just think of so much stressful environment, and so just being able to be lighthearted and and have fun with each other in that way is, you know, that's that's really that's nice. Well, that makes me happy. One 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 thing you will know. Uh, running into uh critical care nurses all nurses really but but critical care nurses trauma nurses that kind of thing which i did for almost 22 years uh, uh, a lot of us have some dark humor <laughs> there's some dark humor and they they joke about some things that uh, they joke about things that other people probably wouldn't laugh at yeah i mean you know sometimes that's a a response to like when we're like if you're seeing a lot of trauma like yeah. that's i think that a lot of people that's a an adaptation for them and i always say mm-hmm. too it's like the best artists in the world oftentimes are fueled by not necessarily something bad that happened but by by anger by by being like oh i wish that this was different yeah yeah <laughs> and so for me that's that's uh that's the best comedy is when you just look at the life around you and you can see how I wish it could be different and create, create, right. make people laugh with it. Like, I wish I have that power yeah. more so sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, George Carlin, the late, great George Carlin used to joke. He used to say, he said, I don't, he said, I don't give a damn. You can make fun out of anything. He used to say that in one of his routines, you can make fun of anything. It's fun. Cause some because I talk about such a taboo topic for for many, 
I am working hard at becoming a great storyteller. I want to be a really great broadcaster, some of the skills that you naturally have, it seems. And so I go to things like improv and and acting classes and whatnot. And and I have been heavily contemplating going to a stand-up class just to learn how to create light energy like that and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. laughter because I find myself hilarious. Like the people that know me, I make a joke <laughs> that I find absolutely hilarious. But, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm very good at bridging that gap yet with some of the more sensitive topics that I that I talk about and I really would like to. So next time I'm on your podcast, maybe I'll really um, I'll, I'll, I'll show and tell some of my great humor. Okay. Okay. We could do that. We could do that. Well, I'll I tell you what, we've got, I've got, I've got one last question for you, Sarah. I uh, don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, I'll be, I'll be going uh, into some, I've got to read some more notes for this evening. Got another podcast later on uh, as a, uh, as a pioneer, we're going to, we're going to say you're a pioneer in the field of pelvic health and sexual wellness. Uh, what are some of the latest trends and advancements that you've observed in your practice or, or you may have seen in other practices around? And, and, and what do you envision for the future of this field? I, it's actually pretty simple. I mm-hmm. truly envision for this field where we as health providers and coaches, especially in these intimate spaces, are leaders in sexual wellness. And I know that seems kind of simple, but at the moment it's not like that. It's like, oh, I don't, I help people with the tissues of their body. I help people to sew that thing up or to uh, uh, relax that muscle or to, you know, I help this very specific type of thing, but I don't actually lead in sexual wellness. I don't actually ask inquisitive questions and have ethical curiosity and and be able to support them. So where I see us going is the health field and uh, at large starting to have sex education and sexual wellness conversations be integral to the learning, to the curriculum, be integral to the questioning that we ask, be a part of the uh, treatments that we provide, that it is something that's important. It's not just this, this thing that we might laugh about sometimes, right? Like it's, it's an important thing, just like breathing for, for, uh, for people's livelihood and pleasure and, and connection with, with the earth and this time on this planet, right? It's, we mm-hmm. all need some barefoot time walking outside and we all need to be able to enjoy intimacy in the way that feels unique to us. It's <laughs> my take home yeah. message for today. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's been it's been a pleasure and joy to speak with you today, uh, Sarah. Uh, I hope that we can have you back on the podcast again someday. Thank you. Anytime. This really has been a joy. Thanks for making this uh, fun, lighthearted, and any anyone that ever listens to this and you want to connect, uh, feel free. I can't wait to chat with you. Absolutely. I want all my friends, fans and followers to when you see the blog and you and you notice uh, the links that I'm going to provide to Sarah's uh, businesses and some of the stuff that she is doing for the community and the public at large. Don't forget to click on those links. Thank you. I love that. We'll see you, Sarah. Bye for now. Well, that's a wrap. Another fantastic episode of the podcast. You can find us on all 
the social media platforms, wherever you serve, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, threads, wherever. Don't forget to like, share, and comment. And on our YouTube channel, don't forget to like, share, comment, and smash that subscribe button. If you're streaming audio for the podcast, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcast programs. In the meantime, I like to tell everybody, take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time. Peace.